Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 2nd. Andy, how we doing? Brendan! I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. We're, we're so close, yet so far away. Unbelievable. You are 10 minutes from my house. I haven't seen you. We're not recording in person. You know, it's, you got in late. My kids, we, have, we don't really have too many quiet rooms. I could see us just hollering downstairs. My family room, wife comes down. Not happy. So, as we're giggling away, but we—you are in D.C. You're on the road. You're in I Maryland, am. I should say. I'm, you and, know, but maybe we'll see you tomorrow. Trip. You got in late. Jumbo, yeah, jumbo yeah. road trip. Just up and overnight, you drive from Chicago to the East Coast, Philadelphia, D.C. I'm surprised Mr. Fried Egg let you get out for with the newborn. I mean, people are like, "Whoa, that's a crazy!" I'm like, "I got a newborn at home, so you gotta." <laughs> Got to pack in it out. in. There's no twelve hour no, drive no rest back for the and weird. forth. Tomorrow, tomorrow's drive back is going to be a really, really rough one. After will uh, I get to see you in person? More. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe yeah. I don't know. That'd be ridiculous. I don't <laughs> think I've seen you in person in like a year now. So, all right, uh, let's get to it. Got any fun stories from the road? Anything goofy? You told me you had a shoe incident. People are anxious to hear about that. Before we get into the golf, can we talk about the shoes? Yeah, yeah, this is a good, you know, I when I go out and shoot a course in the morning, it's early, it's before the sun comes up, it's dew, there's dew everywhere, but yeah, I, right. I don't have like waterproof tennis shoes, I need to get some, but because I don't want to be the guy that wears golf shoes out there and walk around like unnecessarily, I don't want to walk around on greens on golf shoes if I don't need them, right? You know, but aren't there like but they have hybrid a, like. Well, golf I, shoes now that are kind of tennis shoes looking and waterproof in some way or I don't know. I there are, but right? I had I only had my Air Westies, you know. Okay, I, all right, and you didn't want to wear those. Well, I I just didn't want to be the guy wearing shoes spikes around on the greens early in the morning okay. if they're not playing golf. I just think that, you know. Yeah, very considerate. So my shoes just got soaked. Soaked. I mean, my my socks soaked. So I got, I got, <laughs> you know, I walked around all morning and I'm in, I got to the next course I was going to and it was sunny out and I'm like, you know what, I'm, instead of putting these in the trunk and stinking up the trunk, I'm going to dry these out. So I put them on the hood of my car. <laughs> so I leave that course and I'm driving along. I've been driving for like five minutes. All of a sudden, I hear like something hit like the back of the roof or something, and the sh I see on the back of the mirror, the back mirror, my shoe flying down, and it was like a busy road. It almost hit the car behind me. So one shoe flew off, and I thought they both were gone. I mean, it was a busy road. There's no way yeah. I'm, I'm going to get yeah. the shoe. The shoe's done. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody on the phone. 
while this is happening and I, i'm like oh my god my shoe just fell off the roof they're like what <laughs> and then i make a turn and there's a different car following me the other shoe flies off it almost hits that car so that gone my my all birds are gone you just hundred dollars down to- the drain Collect I was on like a highway. It wasn't like a highway. It was like a busy road, though. <laughs> it was a busy, like, urban road. There's there's no way. I, I looked at it. I'm just, I was just like, that. that's gone. <laughs> the best was the other shoe stayed on for like five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I thought they you both should... were gone. <laughs> I might have tried the... had I known one of the shoes was still up there. Did you, can I clarify? Did you say you put it on the hood or the roof? The roof. Because if they're on the hood... Okay, the roof. I, okay. Well, I was thinking right. later, I was like, you know, the error in the whole thing was I didn't put yeah. them on the hood. If I put them on yeah. the hood... But I didn't want to... I didn't want... it. I was at a club. I didn't want them on the hood. It would have looked really... Yeah. Ta- I thought yeah. the roof was more conspicuous. It kind of blended yeah. in okay. with the car. But Okay. All right. $100 pair of shoes well, just down the drain. <laughs> Yeah, blended in too well. All right, that's a fun story. You teased that pretty well. Shoe incident, I, that, that delivered. You said it was pretty good, and I, that is a good one. I, that, those are the travails of uh, life on the road. You right? want another story from the road? I got a good one. Sure. Let's tell some road stories. Yeah, let's do it. I got talking with somebody about RVs so, and, you know, the tour player RV culture. Uh-huh. Somebody in the know. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about, you know, who has nice RVs and, you know, who came up, who, you know, really nice RV that he uses. The boy from Bratislava, Rory Sabatini. Of course. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I wonder if he still has it in action. I mean, you can't get across sea, overseas with that thing. So, you know, so going back and forth weekly from Central Europe. Do you but, think there's okay. a ferry that takes it, like a car transport, but an RV transport ferry that takes it over? There? I mean, I got. I don't know if it's a ferry. It's got to be like a shipping cargo tr- ship of some sort to take those big boys. I would think. So he's got a nice one. So yeah, he's talking. He's like, yeah, Jimmy Walker's got a nice one. I guess Jimmy Walker's yeah. got two. Yeah, that's a subject of content often. Yeah, probably got his telescope in there, you know, looking at the stars and stuff. He's like, Jason Days is really nice, but you know who has the nicest one is Rory Sabatini. He said he had a chandelier in it. Oh, come on. What? (laughs) A chandelier? I I would love to see the patterns. Given the man's apparel choices, like what kind of like stuff, what kind of furnishings do we have going in, in there? The interior decorating is like the Justine Reed collection, I would imagine. Uh, a chandelier in an RV is one of the more ridiculous things. Like, <laughs> why? That's not necessary. It seems like it's just taking up valuable headspace, too, in those things. I know it's probably massive and you you know, can fit in it pretty easily, but that doesn't seem necessary. Like, especially when, when ceilings are of, you know, limited space. Anyways, that's, maybe that's it's, a great maybe, story. Maybe a Slovakian uh, culture to have chandeliers in all your rooms. That could be. That could be. Uh, should we get to the golf? Those are some good stories. The shoe story, the worst, chandelier story. Worst uh, RV, Daniel Summerhays. 
<laughs> that is like a school bus. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> that's that, that like, like a, a blue school bus. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> we should do we should do some content on this. I think we, we, we should on the R V culture. I've I heard Alan B would park his RV like down by the river at the deer somewhere in the quad cities, wherever they park it and get into nefarious activities, have some (laughs) visitors and stuff like that. That were, yeah. Nefarious. We got a lot of tips on that. Him and the John Deere and his RV. I would love to do some, you know, once again, this might be the second straight show. There's there's a verbal NDA here. You steal this idea. You know, we're coming, we're litigating, but You know, yep. do do some RV RV crib style content, maybe. You know? Yeah, that'd be a great one. That'd be great. I mean, the tour is probably the only one that can get access to it, but they'll just give you sanded down st- content, right? I mean, they'd agree. They would agree to it, and then, you know, wouldn't get the good stuff. Just, well, the question you know. I would say is, are these guys parking on private property, or can anybody pull their RV up right next to them? Maybe we yeah. go under undercover RV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they still got to let us in, but yeah, then we could start doing that. Start tracking the RV culture from week to week in our own little RV as well. Let's listen, do that. Listen to this. Some of them have drivers that drive it from between stop to stop, and then they fly. Well, I can imagine. Oh, really? Yeah. How ridiculous is that? It's a fraudulent, so fraudulent RV it? culture. They just like, they like having their own, it's like a, a, a apartment on wheels, but then they don't drive. I got that. They hire these drivers. Well, why not rent drive- an Airbnb? This just seems unnecessary. Why not get an Airbnb, a nice house? Why? I think it's something about did, having your f- own spot. You know, it's yours. You know, it's like your apartment. I guess, but doesn't the appeal of the RV is like you don't fly, you don't have to fly? I don't get that at all, huh? I need to dig into this a little bit more. That's crazy. I I can't imagine a lot of them are driving it. At least like, in, I know Mark Kalkovacchia drives his uh, from like Champions Tour stops because he's always tweeting about it. But I can't like Jason Day is he behind the wheel? I can't imagine that, right? He's not driving the rig. You know who also is a big, I guess like a the best RVer of all of them. Who? Tim Petrovic. What does that mean? What? Why? Can't go Tim into Petro- can't go. Into, they're they're not pod safe stories. But okay. Said, oh my god. Said Tim Petrovic was was the be- is the best uh, the best RV. He's got the best RV culture of any tour pro. Uh, partying, huh? Maybe a little bit of partying on his RV. Or you're, you're not allowed to go into details. Okay. All right. Good story time here at the top. Friday story time. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, we I had more. We'll, we'll save it. We'll keep kick that can down the road. Let's get into golf. Uh, over Let's the get Scottish into the Open, golf. We have Lee Westwood. 62. Fire is 62. Two Eagles. Uh, did you see he leads the Scottish Open Renaissance? There was a big disparity in the morning versus late. All the late guys are at the top of the leaderboard, and those are where the low scores came. Uh, and on the subject of your unpredictable rough thing, he got a nice lie in the rough. You know, it's it's Scotland. It's not, you know, 
the thick American Parklands course, thick rough, and he hit a three wood. Uh, I want to say like he got a like a nice fly. Maybe it was a flyer. I don't know. He nuked a three wood like three hundred yards out of the rough and almost sank it. So that was like the highlight of the day. I loved watching him take that from the rough and. And that was one of the two Eagles. So he leads. Westy, getting in shape for the Masters. He's he's getting he's gonna play a lot of golf, it sounds like, but aiming as he's in gear. He's that's his place. You're you're ready to have your heart broken again. But uh another good round from Westy. You know, there's nothing like going to the European tour website, opening it up, and just seeing Westy grinning ear to ear, UPS logo right up in the front, right on the home page. <laughs> It's just like a refreshing sight to see. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's leading. Um, I John feel Huggin like he doesn't get enough credit for how freaking I mean, good he is at golf. Not in these quarters. He, he gets plenty of credit, but I, I it's like he's forty-seven right. years old. Sure. Like sure. Phil, Phil wasn't winning this clip at forty-seven. He's won the last two years. Uh, is that true? Phil had a gap, right? From he won. What is he won f- since Muirfield? He he only won one time, right? I think he yeah he went from Muirfield to Mexico. Is that right? I think that's accurate. It might have been like four or five years in between wins for him. You see, he's posting TrackMan numbers at Cyprus. Yeah, he's God. like you know hit 180 ball speed, 326 carry. He tried to drive 17 at Cyprus, Phil. Do you think that, that there's Go ahead. like when you start carrying a track man, I know that you're a professional golfer, but when you start yeah. carrying a track man around at Cyprus, like, do you think that's just a little bit ridiculous? Like put the thing down. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you. I was shocked that they had, yeah, that he had numbers. I don't know. He was playing with his dad and his brother. I, I mean, he's a professional. He's trying to, not, I don't know. Trying to get something out of every round with an eye towards Augusta. He said he's doing. He started. He started speed training for Augusta. This was the start of it. What? So, um, what is that even? He's, I don't know what his game's <laughs> gone off the deep end since he started hitting bombs. <laughs> is that entirely true? I guess. I mean, Maybe. he had like a, a couple. He's had a, a couple good weeks, but outside of that, he's been more bad than good, right? I'm intrigued of what this means, though, for Augusta, his strategy. If he's speed training, it's what, all, what does that It's all mean? a ploy he, to sell more coffee. He did not. That was Spe- much. Speaking well. of, we sell coffee also. Did you give away a free bag? Do you have I any idea checked, how you've been I haven't checked in. in. No, I haven't so checked I, in I with Bixby. So the he's promotion's the still going. As, as many shows as I forget to check in on, with Bixby... I'm giving away another bag. So oh my if you sign up, the promo's still going. Now, two bags now. This could, I mean, it could be 20 bags by the time I Yeah, it could be a while before you this. actually ch- check in with them. Like me, I just ended up Venmoing the equivalent of subscription money. We're kind of all over the place. On this. You get Getting in, back, you're going to have good odds. Uh, John Huggin. But I don't think you're going to be able to sort... Who's subscribed when? 48 hours. I guess I'm sure you can. Shopify is a beautiful system that, you know, makes things easy even for idiots like me. 
But I I just okay. ha- I don't have the I have to I have to go to the Bixby boys for the login. Okay. Um, to be clear, you gotta right. subscribe, and I'll send you a bag. If you if shotgun you, start blind, send it two people bags, not okay. everybody. All right, there you go. Uh, but Huggin talked to Westy after the round and mentioned this like he's he's doing his master schedule right, so he's playing like every week on the Euro Tour now. And he's asked for an invitation to the Houston Open. I hope they're going to give him one, right? This is old school, Westy. Go go and play in Houston week before. He's playing RSM the week after Sea Island. I'm trying to figure out why why that. Why, what's the connection there? I think why he, he could legitimately win the Masters. I know you do. I don't think that's a crazy thing. He's a, what would you say he is right now? Top thirty-five player in the world. Top thirty player in Top the world. Top thirty. He hits it in a major championship. He's a top 20 player. And at the Masters specifically. You I know, mean, I, the guy, I, I the really... guy's a machine at Augusta. He played really well at, at Wingfoot. Like, kind of goes lost because of uh, Bryson. But given, like, he played really well at Wingfoot, and he hadn't been playing a ton of golf. Yeah. Yeah. No, he played great. So I, I was just. Here's the thing. He's going to play more golf than he ever does right now. Go ahead. He's never played a Masters with a putter that he doesn't have to bend down into the hole to pick the ball up. Wait, what? He still has that thing? <laughs> yeah. Where he pops it out with his club with the bottom of his putter? Remember, or he did it after he won. <laughs> the, holding the putter up and the ball was in it? <laughs> the ball <laughs> Do we know that he still has that? Yeah, he's, he's still, still using gaming that. He's still gaming that. Somebody tweeted at me asking me if that's a putter that he doesn't have to pick the ball up. Like they, <laughs> they had clearly didn't see when he won, and he was holding it up in Dubai or wherever it was, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, I think. Can you imagine if he puts out on eighteen in Augusta, and just picks the ball up <laughs> at the bottom of his putter? You know another. Jubilate. Another reason you should lo- love Lee Westwood. Yeah. All-time great player. Doesn't have a logo. His own logo. Yeah. Do you know that for sure? No, I don't. I could see him having it. I bet he has one. I bet he has one. You haven't done your research on that. But it could be I- iconic putter with the ball raise. <laughs> That's not bad. A little half sphere coming out of the bottom of the putter. That's pretty good. I like that. Anyways, the question why is he be, playing RSM? Why is he playing Sea Island? Because he knows After that you Masters. hate that tournament. It's another, you know, it's your your most hated tournament. I don't know if it's my most hated tournament. I you always pick it on it. You pick on existence. it more than you pick on it more than the Saudi Arabia tournament. I don't know about that. I just that confuses me why he would go out there and play it. But good for him. I mean, it's right down the road. This comes down to the fact of like, hey, Brendan, do you want to go play a golf tournament for seven million dollars next week? I mean, for the- yeah, but it's Westy. He skips majors. He's already for- over here, though. I know. What's the island? Two hours from. Uh, Augusta? You're asking the wrong geography question. Yeah. It's probably farther than that. I think it's probably farther than that. It's a 10-minute private jet flight? Sure. Sure. Probably get UPS, take him over there, too. 
Um, all right, so that's your European tour, Scottish Open. Uh, any cause for concern with low scores, Renaissance? No, it, this, why does it this matter? This is what Rory b- bitched about. Isn't this what Rory bit? He bitched about this do, tournament specifically. Do we forget that DJ shot 30 under at TPC Boston? Boston? And, yeah. uh, no, I know. What, what it else happened? Matter. I'm just trying to get you worked up. What else happened? What, what else? There's another tournament where Rory was just a stupid under. Dunhill. Dunhill, no, there's another PGA Tour event that he played in that was like stupid oh. under par. Yeah, he mentioned it, right? He he was asked about it. He's like, it is, it has gotten a little bit like my European Tour complaint. Anyways, yeah. Um, so that's 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 great coffee golf. Tune into that on the PGA Tour. Sanderson Farms. We have Charlie Hoffman, Jimmy Walker, Kevin Chapel. And the back-to-back Bassie potential is alive and well. Bassie Munoz. You were too afraid to take Bassie this week. I was trying I know, to get that you. That was a big whip. What does Stu Sink do? Someone noted. Someone sent me a message like you just you you immediately talked about how first-time winners <laughs> like last six years, and then immediately took so, like Stuart Sink, who's obviously not a first looking for his first one on PGA Tour. Sink's, Sink's all right. How about Any all these comment on this leaderboard? All these forty somethings in the mix. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Do you? I feel like Kevin Chapel is a player that in any tournament, if you said, "Hey, you know, Kevin Chapel's in the top five, no matter what the turn," I'd never be surprised. Why? He's like such a good ball striker. He can't really putt, but. I feel like he's so consistent, TJ Green, that like you'd never be surprised with any. You could say he missed the cut. I'd be like, oh no, I'm. But like he's a player that I'd never be surprised with wherever doesn't, he is in any tournament. Doesn't win a ton, but it's always contends a lot. I yeah. Know that. Um, o- only thing I'd be surprised really about hurt. was like, yeah, he had back surgery, so he's yeah just a bit. But it's good to have him back. He was playing such great golf uh, before the back problems. Like, remember he played really well that Arnold Palmer, that stretch a couple years ago? Yes. He was like a top five machine. I followed him for a while, that Arnold Palmer. I remember that. Am I crazy? Didn't he break 60? Like, this season? This is how much that that feat has become sort of watered down. I, I, I think Chapel broke 60 recently. I think he did. And maybe the Greenbrier, I want to say. I don't know. Uh, all right. Did you see some Google kid that. shot 55 a few weeks ago? No. Where? I don't know. Some course. I don't know what, where, but it's like, it was like did three you, weeks ago. Did you know Mississippi had alligators? Yeah. I was it's, shocked by that. They were doing like the sign off. I thought they need like Jackson, Mississippi. They were doing the sign off montage and, you know, they get into the animal content and they should gators scampering around. I had no idea. Alligators were in Mississippi, especially the Jackson. I thought they need like brackish water near, near the, near the seas. That might be crocodiles. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Alligators are in just like random ponds in people's backyards in Florida. People take alligators up to northern places and keep them in bathtubs alligators can survive anywhere 
I don't know about that. I'm, I'm sure someone can fact check that for us. I need to Google what states alligators are in. We'll get back to that some other time. The golf um, on the what? Can you what? imagine? Uh, did you hear about the alligator in Chicago a couple of years ago? It was last year. No. <laughs> no. Humble Park Lagoon. There's there somebody put an alligator in this like big city park in the lagoon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was like a two foot alligator and it, it became sure. the city ended up spending like 35 grand to get this alligator out to get it out. Yeah. yeah, like 35 to 50 grand. They had all it was like a, a week plus debacle. So they had all these like signs. They had to put fencing yeah. up to keep people out of the lagoon yeah. and oh, they f- they flew an alligator catcher up from Florida and paid <laughs> the guy charged him 10 grand. Think about that guy. Like, and the, the alligator was two feet. It was a tiny he little alligator. He had him over a barrel. He should have charged more than 10 <laughs> grand. They need their gator out. He's like, I, I don't come for less than 20 or something like that. He I got really negotiated. I got a buddy who's like from central Florida and worked as like a surveyor in the swamps for years. And he's yeah. like, yeah. he lives in Chicago. He's like, oh, I would have done that for like $2,000. I would have got in there and gotten it. <laughs> and I'm sure hey, they, well, put, they made the guy, went, they put him up in like some crazy hotel. Another content idea while we're on the subject of Central Florida for a later episode off season. We need to go through the golf course names at the villages and rate rate them in order of absurdity to like most normal. We, we should co-play every single one of them. We got a text from someone saying there are fifty five courses are there. Does that sound right? Is that no, possible? There's no way. There's something like fifty. Well, separate co- this off season content. I guess the names are just ridiculous. Like uh, like Hawks Talon something or other. Uh, so that that'll be a segment maybe in December. We'll do that. I can't believe there's 50, 50 something courses. That sounds a little extreme. I think right? we should go there and to uh, the villages and play every golf course. <laughs> <laughs> That's punishment. Right? There are. There's more than 50 golf courses. There we go. We're go- that's This is a segment. We're going to do this in December. Look at the names. 12. Well, okay. Hold on. 12 championship golf and country clubs. 40 uh-huh. executive courses. What does that mean? They're like part How are there 40 courses? of them? What? They didn't need just four? Five? How do they need 40 executive courses? I don't even really understand what the villages is. Like, how big is the villages? It seems like it's massive if there are 50 yeah. courses. Yeah. Yeah. There's two specialty courses. I don't, what are spe- what's a specialty course? <laughs> we got to get down. Maybe we'll take the RV there. The local IQ series is down there. I really uh, this week around the villages. And, I really and, uh, want an think, RV sponsor. You, okay, because you want an RV, or because, yeah, I want an RV. I mean, you think your neighbors are gonna like that when you pull this rig? You have a place you can put it? No. That's the other issue. That's the other issue. Um, yeah, let's go to the villages in RV. I think. True love is DFL, by the way, at that local IQ event in the villages this week. Lay All off, right. lay off, Drew. You know? I know. I just, yeah. Um, <laughs> lay, just. All right. Get, 
He's he's I'm, grinding. I'm off. I'm off. I agree that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love that he's playing that tour. All right. Uh, anything? Any further thoughts on Sanderson? Can I say uh, useless stat of the day? Yeah. Courtesy of PGA Tour love comms. A, love a useless stat of the day. Courtesy of PGA Tour comms. Three out of the four players tied for the lead after first round at the Sanderson are also Valero Texas Open winners. <laughs> what? The, what is that? What is that giving me? What is that telling me? Hey, they're not even four out of four. It's just three out of four. That's that's useless. That doesn't give me anything. Anyways, you know, it's I, I kind of egregious that they didn't include their all-time power rankings rank. What does that mean? All-time power. Oh, the like Charlie Hoffman wears like the what? Texas Open earnings, remember, career earnings. Remember yeah, they put yeah. him over Crenshaw. They put oh. him over. <laughs> put him over. I, I forgot, forgot who about. Ben Hogan. I've, yeah, I forgot about that. Because he has more all-time earnings. <laughs> what a dumb. What a See, dumb perfect process. example of the all-time earnings list that everybody makes fun <laughs> of me, saying, "You know, this is how people great." That was an example of it. I wonder if Ted Potter passed Jack Nicholas. We got to keep an eye on that. Um, okay, any other thoughts on Sanderson? I no Good I, stuff. I don't. You didn't I watch any of it. I haven't. I saw. I saw it was on a TV, two hundred yards away from me at one point during the day. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna watch some this weekend. Uh, you're fine. A separate, separate but related note. Will Knights will have this in the Friday newsletter, which you can subscribe to. Um, he sent us some stats on this. How the strength of field is really, really going up. All these events are getting stronger. Safeway. Sanderson obviously had been an opposite uh, field event. Sanderson Safeway, not I this year's Safeway. I don't think so. Right, the week before the U.S. Open. Yeah, but even this year, I mean, we're talking about relatively speaking. Um, no, it was still pretty good. This, uh, yeah, it's down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Sanderson Safeway Shriners has just taken a monumental leap in the last three years. And RSM, do you have anything? Do you have any reason for this? Any theory yes. about this? Is it got to get the points? Well, they expanded the fall, right? With the right when right. they moved the FedEx Cup. So all of a sudden, then it's like these guys aren't going to take September till yeah January yeah. off. Yeah. Before, when it ended in, you know, what did it end? It ended in mid, late September because it would go up in, against the playoffs mid-September. Yep. Then you're like a that hop, skip, and right. a jump away from January. I suppose. I suppose you're right. Uh, okay, but keep an eye on that. That'll be in the Friday newsletter. Thanks for Phil. <laughs> uh, to I, Will. That not was, Phil. Will for crunching the numbers. October what? would be the hop. November would be the skip, and December would be the oh, jump. Your brain <laughs> is working January. in mysterious, wonderful ways here tonight. There you go. The hop, skip, and a jump <laughs> Yeah. tour season. The hop, skip, okay. and a jump season. Yeah. Right. And it works so LPGA. well because the, the jump would be the silly season, the QBE shootout. QBE shootout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Father-son, which I think has been rebranded. I think it's just the PNC Challenge now. And someone said, God, I think it was from somebody from NBC. Yeah. Said they were worried they were worried about 
the U.S. Open potentially being moved to December. I forget what the... I, I'm getting my things out there of order. There was a because, schedule conflict the, with, with the, the PNC. The quote was like, the PNC is like an anchor of the NBC Sports coverage in December, which is, you know, unbelievable to hear. Anyways. All right. On the LPGA, ShopRite Classic. They're ready to board the train for Aronimank for the uh, Cape LPGA, women's LPGA. Uh, but the women's PGA, I should say. Lauren Stevenson leads eight under. She's tied with me... Mi Hun Lee. Uh, they went low at Stockview, Sea Home, whatever it's called. Sea View. Any reaction to that? Sea View. Sea View. Sea View. Uh, any reaction to that? That'll be an interesting watch this weekend. I would recommend. I loved watching it today. It's one to four. It's in the nice time slot. The weather looked awesome. It, it's just a. I think that's the watch of the week, in my opinion, after coffee golf. So. It's in next week. You got a major championship. I, yep. the the LPGA tour has arguably you know been the better uh, more compelling tour this, since the restart return to golf arguably yeah I think you're right They're, they've had some real primo primo events um okay that's all I got for results that don't matter the thing that pisses off Shane Bacon I hey I didn't, didn't put up really the poll I didn't put the poll up I noticed that do you just want to take Dirt McGirt? You didn't pick the pole up. You didn't get your coffee bag winner out. I guess when you had, you know, I, you're driving I, across country. I drove 12 hours on Monday. I know. Uh, you or want to do Wednesday. some Dirt McGirt Not facts? Sure. We'll, just, we'll, we'll crown Dirt McGirt. We'll just anoint him. I don't think we... I, democracy I feel, is dead. <laughs> I Go feel ahead. like we should... This is like a pen light. We... we I I need to go deep on Dirt McGirt. I want to go okay. deep. Maybe we could just whet everybody's appetite. You want a good Dirt McGirt story? Yeah. This is from a friend in media that asked to remain nameless. Has told this story a couple times. Every every time I laugh very hard, but I had forgotten I the specifics. Story. I had to ask him. I was like, hey, what's the Dirt McGirt story again? Because I, I did my that favorite cut. stories. I couldn't remember it, and he told it again to me, and I just burst out laughing again. Um, so Dirt, uh, William McGirt has this, he seems kind of grumpy, right, to me, in my opinion. But I read up on him tonight. He's apparently, all the pros love him. He's affable even somewhat. But I think he's got a rep for being quite grumpy as well, or telling you, giving you to you straight. He went at the USGA on Shinnecock, went nuts on Twitter. He wasn't even in the field, wasn't even playing Shinnecock, just lighting him up, though. Um, so this happened at TPC Sawgrass Players Championship, and he's walking off 17 to the, to the tunnel that goes out. Apparently, there was a fan, Grumpy, Gert, Grumpy Dirt McGirt. There was a fan. He, made, he had a rough who, hole, rough 17th. Bogeyed 17. There's a fan who kept, who had memorized or had a list of everybody's alma mater, everybody's, everybody's school they went to. And you, you pronounce them the Woford or the Wooford, Wooford Terrapins, otherwise also Whopper. known as the Wofford Terriers, <laughs> not, not the Wooford Terrapins. That's what you had them as uh, on Wednesday. So this fan, you know, Phil walks off. He's like, go Sun Devils. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Phil gives him a nod or something. 
So he said, so McGurk's walking off 17 after a, after a bogey. And this guy goes, yeah, go Terriers. And McGurk goes under his breath goes, suck my dick. And our, a friend of the program in golf media was there and heard it just yeah, fell for laughing. Right while he's walking, right while he's walking into the tunnel. Suck my dick. Suck my dick. Just why? Why is that the response? The guy was like, "Go terriers." He's trying to be nice, trying to be friendly. <laughs> why is that the response? So that's your William McGirt story of the day. Thanks to a friend of the program who shall remain nameless for telling that one again. All right, did I give that a full the full accounting? Is that right? Yeah. Any the other details? I got I got just another thing I just found on the internet a few seconds ago. Yeah. Um discoversouthcarolina.com's got a little dirt McGirt profile and they asked yeah. him what to do for fun. So yeah. my off uh, my off time from golf I spend resting. What does that mean? <laughs> resting? <laughs> That's fun? So he has no life. He doesn't, he does nothing. There's no fun in his life. It's all rest or golf. There's nothing. He doesn't go kayaking or, you know, he doesn't race dirt bikes. He has no fun. He doesn't hunt in Iowa with Sean Stephanie. That's like eating, showering. You gotta, you gotta do that. That's just, that's, that's living, I guess. I don't. That's bizarre. Okay. He's All also. Right. He's. He followed it up with my wife and I love going to Charleston. It's so pretty and there's so much to do. It's one of the coolest cities in the country. No, nothing though. Like no specifics. This is a tourism um, article. You're supposed to tell people <laughs> something to do. Like going to Charleston doesn't count. He said rest and going to Charleston doesn't even mention what he likes to do in Charleston. Does he like to rest in Charleston? Another note I found. <laughs> Another note I found if, was if you're uh, the, But if you're the tourism company, you probably paid him to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be yeah, like, no, yeah. you give me a better answer than this. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is not a good answer. This doesn't help no. anybody. <laughs> Suck my dick. It's better than that. <laughs> better than that. I got I, in my research. We're now giving him more time than we thought. I found his wife, and he went to Boston for their honeymoon. Really? And they asked him like, "Why?" He says, uh, "I don't know. I just always thought it was a cool town. No specific. Nothing <laughs> interesting. Like really. Like it's, it's Charleston. Uh, it's just yeah. I don't know." All right, so that's your Dirt McGirt. We'll do more on him p- potentially down the line. You know there, he's in the Wofford uh, Hall of Fame. I mean, he should be. He's got some, like, personal newspaper. So I did a Google News search on him. You got the, the bot typing up his round at the Sanderson. His even par round, the bot. <laughs> and then there's some newspaper. Sinks, sinks putt. Sinks, <laughs> sinks putt. Hits it to left side of fairway, makes par. <laughs> um, but he's got some like 
newspaper that's chronicling his every like announcement, his every round. It's in Lumberton, North Carolina, which where is where he's born. They're like just writing up stories on William McGirt every hour. It's unbelievable. So is he like um, the Brian? Uh, is there, do they have a writer there that's like the Brian Wind, Windhorst of uh, Dirt McGirt? They probably do. They probably do. At least small town newspaper, Lumberton, the, North Carolina. Who kn- who who is like a creepier player reporter? Noda and Tiger or Brian Windhorse and, and LeBron? Wendy's awesome. Don't get at Wendy. Are you coming at Wendy right now? Not really. I just Wendy's really good at his job. He's an amazing writer, reporter. He's just now, of course. Uh, LeBron know. has taken him to places that he might not otherwise go, and he's f- first to admit it. But he's actually really, really good. I know at he's what he good. Did. I just, you know, when he he moves down to Miami, when he goes down to what, but it's just, you know, maybe let somebody else get in, you know. Well, it's, he's got the institutional knowledge there, and he did move on eventually. He's got the working knowledge, guys. He worked his way up. He worked at the Akron paper, then got the Cleveland paper, then got the ESPN. They just, I can't believe you're coming at Wendy, a Noda. That was another thing we left off in our Payne's Valley when we did, you know, eight shows on Payne's Valley Cup, <laughs> hours on Payne's Valley Cup. They had Noda there talking about the course, Tiger's course. Like, c- come on. He's, I mean, I think he was probably more timid than in the end than Azinger. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just, what's Noda going to say about it? He's like, oh, it's so great, Tiger, focusing on playable, focusing on, it's just, I don't know. Noda, not gonna, not exactly gonna give it the most withering critique of, of Tiger's course. Anyways, all right. There's your McGirt facts. News: Bermuda Championship will allow limited fans. There you go. Who's, Sounds like we can get a little fans in Bermuda. Who's? I mean, who's <laughs> Where, going? Is anyone going? Anyways, <laughs> locals. I don't know. Good question. That, that's a good good follow-up it's like the same for that south dakota senior tour event like, i bet that probably drew well i mean there's not a ton of stuff going on at sioux falls uh i'll quibble with that we might need to look up attendance figures for that for next show uh other news paul laurie laurie retiring which uh you know won a major john huggin had a nice write-up on that did it uh, in a Wilson just, hat too. He was probably playing the fat shafts those days. Remember the fat shafts? <laughs> yeah. There's like a twice annual check-in when you drop, start talking about the fat shafts on this podcast. You bring up the fat, fat shafts more often than I think you remember. My, my cousin who's a good player. Yeah. Still, yeah. he's like probably like a two. He still yeah. has a fat shaft and a fat shaft five wood in his back. And he still <laughs> plays it? He never hits it, but he'll take it out on tees and just swing it because it goes whoosh. <laughs> like you can hear because the shaft's so big. <laughs> Think about all the like the the little like uh gimmicks that Wilson's tried. Yeah. Fat shaft driver versus driver. I caddied for a really good player who had the fat shafts often in the early 2000s. He was really good. <laughs> like, give me the Wilson. I think he had fat shafts through the back. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I can, can't remember. 
Um, I, I'm well, going to play around this year with bad off patch apps. With all patch Do it. Go, uh, go while we're on, the subject, on eBay. While we're on the subject of equipment uh, with Paul Laurie, he had this quote for Huggin, which I know will scratch you where you itch. The driver heads have gotten bigger and bigger and easier to hit and harder to shave. The ball just goes miles. I hit it the same distance. This was after he talked about how his body is completely broken. He's like like a mess. His back is in tatters. He can't, He's probably played, can't even get through the ball. played 600 events? 620 events? Incredible career. He goes, the ball just goes miles. I hit it the same distance now as I did when I was in my early 20s. Quote, my body is in bits and I'm still hitting it the same distance. That was an interesting. It, I, another thing, he turned pro at 16 as a five handicapper. Kind of incredible. Kind of like Sort Polter. of the Ian Poulter type thing. Yeah. Five handicapper. He's played 620 events on the Euro Tour. Won a major. Pretty good. Couple Ryder Cups. So, good for, good career. Hats off to Paul Lowry. He's now hitting it as far as he did in his 20s. So, uh, all right. I think that does it. You have any other? Th- oh, it's October. You know what that means? Oktoberfest? No. Halloween? We're bringing back. We're bringing back Masters Facts of the Day. Whoa! Masters is nigh. I think we start at March 1st. Bama Bearcat. Yeah, Bama Bearcat's been in the DMs. He's getting, getting, us, getting us a few facts of the day. So we'll do a Masters Fact of the Day from now until uh, whenever that is. Masters, end of the Masters, November. Let's start with a good one on weather, right? So November this year Lots be a little, little different. Questions. Yeah. Many are asking so, about the weather. So here's Bama Bearcat. Follow him on Twitter, by the way. It's at Bama Bearcat, just a great golf historian and golf nut. Great golf historian. What's, Esteemed golf historian. I don't know. He's into <laughs> golf history, maybe. What <laughs> he's like he's got every little bit of history. He's, he's it's just an encyclopedia of that stuff. I don't know if he's officially a golf historian, whatever he is. So Master's fun fact on the weather. Augusta, Georgia receives an average of nine-tenths of an inch of snow each year. Augusta's highest ever recorded snowfall was on February 9th and 10th, 1973, and a total of 14 inches fell. It has snowed eight inches as recently as February 12th, 2010. On November 12th, the starting date of this year's Master's, the all-time low is six degrees. Whoa. Can you imagine if we got that? That's an all-time awesome. Now, the good news, November 12th average high is 59. The average low is 34. So it's going to be a little, little crispy be, there. You know what it's going to be? What? Westy weather. <laughs> God. Ending this how we started it. Uh, so the average low is 34. Average wind is 6.8 miles Man, per hour. It's going to be cold. Average wind is 7 miles an hour, 6.8. All-time high was 81. That's all-time high. So, I mean... It was like 87 in April last year. Average high is 59. They're not going to touch the 70s, I don't think. You know? I don't think it'll get into the 70s. Think about, like... And then... Think about if you have an early morning tea time. The thing about it, too, is, like... You're playing in those tall pines. Like, it's shaded. It's not like you're not in, like, yeah, brimming sure. sun all day. So it's kind of cooler, too. Yeah. It's not a yeah. hot 59. No, no. Kevin Chappell didn't last... shoot 59 this year also, by the way. I, I looked that up. and 
Who shot 59 at I the Greenbriars? Somebody shot 59 at the Greenbriar. The military tribute? Yeah, RIP. <laughs> I swear to God it was Kevin Chappell. Last bit from I'm Bama surprised Bearcat. That, I'm surprised that Greenbrier isn't more of an influencer hangout. Kevin Chappell shot a 59 during the second round of a military tribute at the Greenbrier. What year was that? 2019. That's the wraparound. So last year. Yeah, the, the, right? we're on the 2020, 2021 yeah, schedule. A year ago today. A year ago so. Uh, but last bit from Bama Bearcat, it has not snowed on in Augusta on November 12th, 13th, 14th, or 15th since records have been kept. So six degrees, but it's never snowed. Average low, 34. Average high, 59. A good little master's fact of the day to whet, whet, whet your appetite. We'll get probably more historical as it goes forward. But all right. From, from revered, revered historian, <laughs> Bama Bearcat. Uh, of all the things I've said in this podcast, that's the one you're popping me on. All right. Just like Bernard all right, go Terriers. Go Terriers. Everyone enjoy your Bernard Darwin. Everyone enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. I don't think Bernard Darwin was a historian. No. No. Um, okay. Keep your shoes on, you know, on the car, on the hood, and go Terriers. Enjoy your weekends, and we will check in with you on Monday.